As I say, where I come from, how's about you? Hey, how's about you? How's life treating you? Is it good crack? Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. I was reading something quite recently which made me laugh, and I'll start off with it this morning. It's about a woman who takes her little daughter to a wedding. That's her first little girl's first wedding. And as the wedding goes on, the little girl turns to her mother and she says, Mommy, why is the bride all dressed in white? And the mother <clears throat> says to her, Well, white is the color of happiness, dear. And this is the happiest day of her life. And the little girl thinks for a few moments, she said, well, mommy, why is the groom dressed in black? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Children are fantastic, aren't they? You know, no wonder the Bible says we should become like little children. Not childish. But we have, children have an insight. And sometimes they have a, a way of perceiving things that we as adults don't. Now we're going to continue this morning with uh, uh, putting on the whole armor of God. And it's been fallen to me this morning to... To, fall, to read Ephesians 6, verse 6, 16, which is the shield of faith. But we'll read the whole scripture again. It's always good to read the word of God. Amen? Amen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all God's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Amen. Let's always be declaring the word of God fearlessly. Because it is the truth of God. Amen? One of the very well-known mnemonics, as it were, of faith is forsaking all, I trust Him. Now, we all, you know, most of us will probably know that. But it really does mean 
You know, faith is having the protection of complete trust in God. Trusting Him in every situation. We have to learn how to trust God in every situation. And if it means forsaking our own ideas and our own ways of thinking, if it means forsaking you know, things that distract us and to keep us, our minds concerned about things, we need to forsake those and learn how to trust Him. For trusting Him is vital as we live and walk with Him day to day. Now, as we've gone through the, the, uh, the, the whole armor of God, we've, we've looked uh, at, the, at the belt, I, one I shared a few weeks ago, the belt of truth. We've looked at the breastplate of righteousness. We've looked at, at various other, but we've come to the morning to the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Now, on our picture that we had up there, we have this little sort of shield with a, you know, and little thing. But actually, in fact, when what Paul had in mind when he was talking about the shield of faith was he would be aware of the shields that the Roman soldiers carried. And these weren't uh, little shields, you know, little round circular things, bucklers. These were big, square, almost as tall as the man himself. A little bit like the riot shields that you see sometimes the police carrying in riots. I'm glad I'm not in France at the moment. Thank you very much. But as you see them on the news, you these big, big, square shields that, that the, the policeman, or the, in this Paul's case, the soldier, would stand behind it would protect him. It was a large square shield and it was usually made of sort of animal hide or leather and was very sort of strong as well, as, but it's been quite, quite bulky in its own way, really. But one of the things that the Roman soldiers used to do every day, they would take their shield. Every morning, one of the first things that they would do was they would take oil and they would begin to rub the oil into, the, into their shield. And they would rub the whole shield with oil to keep it strong and supple, to stop it drying out, to stop it breaking up, stop it flaking away. They would rub this oil into it every single day to keep it supple and strong. You know, if ever there was a picture of the Holy Spirit in our life, it's that picture. For our faith every single day as we walk with Him, our faith we need to anoint with the Holy Spirit of God. You know, we, you know we've preached, I've preached it before in this but every single day we need to be filled with the Spirit. Every day we need to apply to our faith 
to our understanding the Spirit of God. Allow the Spirit of God to get it. When you read the Word of God in the morning, when you read the Word of God in the afternoon, when you read the Word of God in the evening, you notice I'm saying that's the whole day. I don't care when you read the Word of God as long as you read it. But when you read it, you allow, it's like taking the oil of the Spirit and rubbing it into your shield of faith. Because as you read the Word of God, the, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you the truth of God. He gives you revelation of what the Holy Spirit has uh, really desired to, have, to come across in the Word. This Word, every, I believe every... Uh, you may not, I believe that every single word of this book is inspired by the living God. It's inspired by the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God, when we read it, the Spirit of God comes alongside us. He's the one that comes alongside the blessed paraclete, the one that comes alongside. And as he comes alongside, he begins to open our eyes. He begins to whisper in our ears, our spiritual ears, and he begins to reveal to us what the Word is really all about. And suddenly, things, words that we've read maybe a dozen times, 50 times, the same words maybe we've read the Bible over many years, but suddenly the Word begins to open up to us and our eyes are open and our spirits are open and suddenly we begin to see things that we've never seen before in the Word of God. So that's why we need every single day to allow the Holy Spirit to rub the oil of the Spirit onto our faith to keep us supple and strong to keep us uh, from, from falling apart, if I might use that phrase. It's so easy for us as Christians, you know, when we don't do what we are supposed to do, really. It's so easy for our faith to begin to flake at the corners and flake at the edges, and, and suddenly we find that our faith is not what it used to be. What if we allow the Spirit of God... We allow the Spirit to begin to rub into our faith and begin to reveal to us what we have believed and what we know and who we know. For Paul was able to say, I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. See, Paul was persuaded, but he was persuaded because of the Word of God. Are you persuaded daily by the Word of God? As you read the Word daily, as, as the Holy Spirit comes alongside and begins to speak and to reveal, do you begin to be fully persuaded? This is what God is really all about. This is what life is really all about. This is what knowing Jesus is really all about. Another thing the Roman soldiers would do, 
when they would go into, into battle, before they would go into battle, they would take their shields and they would soak them in water. They would soak them in water. Because not only would the shield be anointed with oil, but it would be soaked with water. And as they would hold their shields together, the enemy, the, 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 the Bible as we read together this morning, it talks about the, the flaming arrows. The, the old uh, King James Version says, the fiery darts of the devil. But as the enemy would fire their flaming arrows, their fiery darts, and they would hit the shield, and they might stick in the shield, but the shield wouldn't catch fire because it was soaked in water. Now the Bible teaches me, and I don't know what you understand, but the Bible teaches me that the Word of God is like water to our souls. The Word of God is that which satisfies us like water when we are thirsty, like we're thirsty, or men and women on a, in a dry land, the Word of God comes to us and it quenches our thirst. But not only does it quench our thirst as we bear our shield of faith, brothers and sisters, it quenches the fiery darts of the wicked, of the devil. And it's so easy, so easy to be forgetful to soak our lives and our faith in the Word of God. I, I shared that with the putting on the belt of truth. Uh, that is the, the truth of the Word of God. But you know, the shield that, that the soldiers had, on the inside of the shield was a hook. And on the hook, they would hang on their belt. And they would carry it. It would help take the strain of carrying the shield because the hook was hooked into the belt that they wore around their waist. You see where I'm coming from? What, our faith is hooked into the truth that we have learnt and has been inspired with by the Word of God. When we, when we carry the sh our shield of faith and, we're, and it's hooked onto our belt of truth, no wonder that the arrows of the enemy can't penetrate because we're carrying something of the dynamic and power of the living God with us. Brothers and sisters, the Word of God is not just words that we read on a daily basis. The, the Bible is not just a load of sentences stuck together and stories about people in the past. The Bible is the Word of God. And the Word of God protects us. The Word of God strengthens us. The Word of God saves us. The Word of God does so much for us that when we carry our shield of faith, we're saying we are being protected by the Word of the living God. I, I, I don't know about you, 
I love being able to put the enemy to flight by the word of God. You know, when Jesus was out into the wilderness, we know know it so well, Jesus went out into the wilderness and the enemy began to tempt him. Well, how did Jesus overcome him? He overcame him by the word of God. He said, it is written. It is written. And when the enemy, when the devil said to him, look, if you, if you, it takes him up to the top of a mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, I'll give you all this. And again, Jesus didn't contradict him. Jesus just said to him, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. He said, it is written. It is written. And when Jesus was able to overcome, when Jesus overcame the enemy, he overcame him by the word of God. And how are we to overcome him over the enemy? The word of God. So it's wonderful to be able to say when, when you're feeling tempted to do a certain thing that you know is not, not quite kosher, if I can use a Jewish term, all right? You're tempted to do something. It's not quite kosher. It's lovely to be able to remember the word of God and say, ah, but hang about, hang about. I'm not going to be tempted to do that because the Bible says this. And the Bible says that if we resist the devil, devil, what does he do? He flees from us. (coughs) Nothing like sending the devil away with his tail between his legs when you stood against him with the word of God and overcome him with the word of God. But one of the things that the Roman soldiers used to do, one of the most important things they used to do when they went into battle, the Romans, you want to understand that the Roman army was something a bit special. They didn't overcome the world. They didn't, go, they didn't conquer an empire by being a load of wallies. They were a strong fighting force, disciplined. In their centuries, in in their legions, they would overcome, they overcame armies, they captured countries. But one of the things they used to do was they, they would be side by side and they would join their shields together. And as they advanced towards the enemy, their shields were locked together and the enemy could not overcome them. They became an irresist, almost an irresistible force as they advanced towards the enemy. Or if the enemy advanced towards them, they were able to stand, having done all to stand, they were able to stand firm, show, shield to shield, shoulder to shoulder, And we're able to overcome the the power of the enemy. Brothers and sisters, one of the most important things I believe in my heart for the days that lie ahead for us as a fellowship and as a people of God is that we lock our shields shoulder to shoulder, shield to shield. Because that way we together will overcome the enemy. If we are separated from one another, if we are disunified, if we in any way have, uh, the enemy is able to get in and split us and put us apart, then we are that much weaker 
and that much more likely to succumb. But when your shield is locked next to the shield to the person next to you, and when that your shield is locked to the shield in the other side of you, and together there comes a, a unity and a strength that comes from being one in Christ. Do you know this is, it says that the fiery dart is Satan's, or the flaming arrow, is Satan's weapon of choice. He likes to, he doesn't like to, you know, a lot of the time the devil doesn't like to get up too close to his, the people of God. Do you know that? You think the devil's on your shoulder every day? I don't think so somehow. Because he knows, you see, if, any, if the devil knows anything, he knows that you belong to Christ. If he knows anything, he knows that you have the power of the name of Jesus to overcome him. If he knows anything, he knows that you have the power of the word of God to put him to flight. He knows that. And when he, so he likes to sort of stand back a bit, you know, and fire his fiery darts. Fire his flaming arrows. And that way he doesn't get too close, you see. Hoping that he'll scatter the people of God. But if we're locked together, brothers and sisters, if we are one, then he cannot overcome us. There's a very well-known verse I love it. I love it verse. It's Isaiah 54. I think it's verse 17. And it says, No weapon forged against you will prosper. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Every tongue that accuses you. No weapon forged against you will stand. Because God has given you the wherewithal to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I, I, as I was sort of thinking about this this morning, I, I was saying, Lord, well, you know, what types of arrows are there that the enemy uses? And he uses all sorts, doesn't he? He's a, he's a crafty one. He, you know, he really is. He uses deception. This is the arrow of deception. He'll try and deceive you. He'll try and make you think things that you shouldn't think. He'll try and make you do things that you know really you shouldn't do. And he tries that by firing arrows at you. These arrows of deception. And it's only as we stand with our shield firmly in front of us and have it, had, having had it well oiled with the Holy Spirit, our faith, and having our faith soaked in the Word of God and our understanding full of what God has revealed to us from His Word. When we stand against Him, we're able to understand what he's up to. 
and we don't get deceived by the things that he does and says. There's, uh, the other one that came to me was disunity for some reason. I felt God says, spoke to me this morning about disunity. I think that's why, you know, it was part of that locking the shields together and being one together in resisting the enemy. Because I, I do believe, you know, it's, it's so easy to fall out with one another. And, you know, you fall out with the, about the stupidest things. We really do. I remember I was in one church, uh, not one, one church, but one church, uh, many, many years ago. And there was, there was two families in this church. <coughs> and they, they didn't get on. They just did not get on with one another. They wouldn't talk to one another. Two Christian families. And they wouldn't talk to one another. They wouldn't have anything to do with one another. And do you know what it was about? You never believe. They'd come into the church one morning and they were in the church porch and one family was and another family came in and it had been pouring down with rain and they come in and they shoot their umbrella and it went all over the other family and they took umbrage. And for years those two families never spoke and didn't have anything to do with one another because one that shook their umbrella raindrops on the other. And you say, oh, that's, that's nonsense, Len. I tell you, it's true. It's true. Sure as I'm riding this bike. I tell you, it's true. And that's the stupidity. Very often the reasons why we fall out over the silliest of things. We're not talking about falling out over doctrine, about the eschatological utterances of the Lord Jesus Christ that contained in the synoptic gospels. We're not talking about that. We're talking about silly things that can cause us to be parted. But yet the Bible teaches us that when brethren dwell together in unity, there is an anointing. Oh, hallelujah. When brethren dwell together in, a, in unity, there is an anointing. It's like, like the ointment that poured down off Aaron's head and on his beard and down his cloak. It was like the anointing oil that came upon the high priest. And when we are living together, brothers and sisters, in unity, there is an anointing that comes. You want to see an anointing upon this fellowship? You want to see an anointing really come? You get alongside your brothers and sisters. That's why when we read together, we read about praying for one another. We need to pray for one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to bless one another. We need to come together Sunday after Sunday. And any other time that God gives us together, I know we live at, we're, we're, you know, I don't know, I live out in Pouring Land and somebody else lives out, I don't know, Tabram, somebody else lives north of the city, somebody lives south of the city, and, and, all, and we can sometimes, you know, not get together, but when we do get together, when we do get together, oh Lord, 
May the Lord cause us to realize that our fellowship is precious. Our fellowship together in the Lord, brothers and sisters, is precious to us, but it's precious to Him. For when He sees His people dwelling together in unity, it blesses the heart of God, I believe. So let us, let us just think about maybe some of the people that we don't talk to because maybe they've said something to us or shook an umbrella at us or something like that, you know? Something silly. But let us come together in unity. And as we unite together, our shield upon shield, when we unite together, we shall advance against the enemy. We will advance against the enemy. I was, when we were in the vestry up this morning, I had a bit of a chuckle to myself because I was reminded of the takeoff of a, of a very well-known hymn. It says, you know, the, you know the hymn, like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided. All one body we, one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. You remember that hymn? Maybe some of you don't, but I think most of us are old enough and don't remember that. But I was reminded of take off of it, you know. Like a mighty tortoise moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where we've always trod. And I chuckled to myself. I thought, yeah, that's it. But you know, God wants us to move forward. Shield upon shield. Shoulder to shoulder. To move forward against the enemy and to overcome him. He is a defeated enemy. As we've all been, already been reminded this morning. He is a defeated enemy. And when we stand together in unity... We overcome him and put him to flight. There are people in this city, there are people in this county who will come to Christ because of our unity. There are people who will come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord because we are one body, all one body. We one in hope, one in doctrine, one in love. And because we are one in hope and one in doctrine, one in love, people will see that oneness, that unity. People will see what we're about and realize, hallelujah, there's something very special here. I, 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 that's, that's, what, that's what I'm going to say this morning. But you know, if you have not if you have not come to know Christ as Savior and Lord, this morning is the morning for you. It's as simple as that. We need to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We need to know Jesus Christ as the one who has saved us from our sin. For He, is, he and He alone is only is the way, the truth, and the life. Brothers and sisters, this morning, let us hold our faith strong together. Let us hold up the shield of faith, our shields of faith together.
as one, all one body, we one in hope, in doctrine, one in charity. Amen.